Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows featuring guests discussing instances of telepathy and psychic phenomena happening in dreams, the mysterious crop circle phenomenon, and what numerology suggests may be in store for the rest of this year and beyond. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to start listening. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back. Mark Thurston with us as we're talking about his updated second edition version of Discovering Your Soul's Purpose. Mark, let's talk a little bit about dreams and dream interpretation. Tell me about your role here in this area. Well, it's one of my favorite topics, personally on my own spiritual path as well as as an educator. I think probably one of the reasons I went into psychology academically was because of my interest in dreams and just the mysteries of the mind in general. But every night we're having dreams, and I think they're giving us a very honest appraisal of what's going on inside of us at a lot of different levels, about our health, about our emotional state, and about our spirituality as well. Is is there much going on with dream study? Well, there's an international association for the study of dreams. They have an annual conference that's actually near you in Anaheim that's just as past couple of weeks. Uh-huh. It includes the review of peer review research as well as more anecdotal reports and papers. And I think there's a lot of people, not just psychologists, but artists and historians and people from lots of different disciplines who are interested in dreams. It's such a common human experience and it's very mysterious and rich and our left brain analytical way of running the world doesn't pay enough attention to dreams. I had a weird dream this weekend where I, I dreamt that I was five minutes away from my radio show starting, and I had everything ready, all done, and I had to get to the studio. And I push an elevator button, and I'm waiting for the elevator, and it's like I, I happen to be in my dream in a building that was like a million floors, and the studio's way up at the top. So I'm waiting for this elevator, and I'm watching my watch, Mark, and the time is getting close to airtime. <laughs> And the elevator's not coming. And there's like four of them, and they're just not coming down to pick me up. And I'm panicking, and I wake up. And so what's the purpose of that dream? So, you know, George, that's a great example of how we can have a dream, and we'd have to work with the dreamer, not just the dream. So you having that dream might have a different meaning than somebody else having that Mm -hmm. dream. So, I mean, I'd ask you, in waking life, is your actual office at the top of a big, tall building, or has your dream created something novel? Here? In, in, in actuality, uh, it is uh, in a tall building, but it's not at the top. Uh, okay. And you do need elevators if you're coming in from the bottom. Now, in my dream, I have no idea why I was coming in from the bottom. I would have been in my office, and the studio would have been down the hallway. Yeah. But in this dream... Uh, you know, I was down in the lobby trying to get up and, uh, and, you know, I'm watching, I'm watching, you know, there is something in our business where you watch the clock a lot right? and, and it, it becomes part of your life. Even when you're not on the air, you're just constantly aware of time. And, and we do carry over our tendencies from waking life into a dream. But I think in this case, there's something about urgency in this dream. And I mean, it could just be an anxiety dream. Mm-hmm. kind of produced by feeling rushed and can I get things done on time. But I, I also get a flavor that there's something in you that wants to reach a higher state. 
This could be about your own spiritual development. Hmm. It could just be more notoriety for your professional work. And there's a sense of urgency that doesn't seem to be happening with the timing that you feel like you need. I'm not trying to put you on the psychiatry couch here. (laughs) Help me, doctor, help me. But uh, it was a strange, frustrating dream because you wake up. And when you wake up from a dream for a split second, you don't know if it's real or not. Right, right. And and so I'm going, my God, did I miss my show because I couldn't get in the stint? And then, you know, all of a sudden you kind of wake up and you realize, come on, it was a dream. Uh, that didn't happen, but we it was weird. use the word just a dream, not just you and I, but other people use that phrase. It was just a dream to kind of discount it in a way. Right. But in a lot of ways, every dream is a real experience. It, it's real emotionally. It's real energetically. So there was something real about what happened to you in that dream. It, it changed you in some little way. It influenced you. Well, I tell you one thing. I'm never going to get stuck on the bottom of a floor again before airtime. That's for sure. That's for sure. But let's talk a little bit more about dreams. A lot of people remember dreams, and a lot of people don't. How can you remember your dreams better? You know, the national average is something like one or two dreams per week remembered. Remembered. Yeah. And so there's pretty clear sleep and dream research lab evidence that shows that we have these brainwave patterns. We have rapid eye movement that's going on throughout the night, usually about 90 minutes out of a seven or eight our sleep period, in which we're very likely to be having a dream experience. Now, the mind is active all night long, but we have these, our our sleep cycles punctuated by these periods where we have these vivid, emotionally driven storylines where we feel like we're acting things out. The, The body has a kind of paralysis to it, so we're not literally moving and running and punching and doing things in the bed. And this is what we typically refer to as a dream, where there's a story to it, where there's a narrative to it, in contrast to the way the mind is always kind of working on something throughout the night. I would uh, sometimes use my dreams to accomplish things. I still do, to get things done. And, I mean, there were times when, you know, I needed to do a presentation before somebody, and you, you never know if they're going to like it or not. I would go to sleep, Mark, and concentrate on that individual and kind of like send them vibes. And, you know, then I'd go to sleep. Yeah. And sure enough, the next day when I had my pitch or my meeting, the person was pretty darn receptive, uh, almost as if he knew what I was going to be talking about. I'm wondering if my dream got to him. It, it might be dreaming. It might be that you were giving yourself almost like a hypnotic suggestion to be connected psychologically through the collective unconscious to this other being, this other mind. Um, it may have changed your sensitivities to that soul, to that person, so you could speak his language in a way that he could resonate to the presentation. There might be lots of things going on. Lots of different kind of dreams. Lucid dreams, that's a dream where you know you're in a dream. Uh, Precognitive dreams as well. Nightmares. What causes a nightmare, for example? I I think oftentimes nightmares are created by physiological disturbances. That was at least Edgar Cayce's point of view on the matter. He interpreted about a thousand different dreams over the years of his work. And when he was asked about nightmares... His most frequent interpretation was there was an imbalance in the body, a lot of times in the digestive system. 
and the stresses in the digestive system were being symbolically portrayed in the crazy behaviors and experiences in the dream. I think other times, though, we, we've had traumas. Sometimes those traumas have been pushed down to the unconscious, and they surface as these scary, nightmarish kinds of dreams. What causes precognitive dreams? Well, you know, Psychic in, dreams. Edgar Casey's point of view on this was that we, we naturally dream precognitively, that the, there's a function of the mind that's always kind of prospective and sort of looking to see what events are coming. Not that the future is so much fixed, but I think the intuitive mind can reason in a way about likely future events and circumstances more skillfully than the conscious mind can. And that we're, Casey even said that we, nothing of any importance happens to us, but that we dream about it first, oftentimes symbolically, or oftentimes we don't remember the dream, but he's suggesting we don't even have to try to make precognitive dreams happen. They're, they're just a natural way the unconscious mind is operating. Do you agree with that? Well, from my own experience, I've certainly had um, evidence that it's possible. I don't know whether I'd go so far as to say I'm proof positive that nothing of importance happens without a precognitive dream. But I'm convinced that it's certainly very possible. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.